water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to the penultimate episode of Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast for Avatar Last Airbender. This is it. This is it, Caleb. We we've we have made it. We have we have made it to the penultimate episode. Uh, this is where you know the one before Aang uh, beats the Fire Lord because uh, the next episode is the Day of the Black Sun. Uh, uh, you know, like that's that big sneak attack they're going to prepare for when uh, the solar eclipse occurs and all Firebenders lose their uh, ability to fire bend. Uh, you know, like, yeah, they're going to they're going to get the drop of them, except for the part where like Azula overheard the Earth King talk about it last episode. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, this is the penultimate episode. And uh, yeah, this is this is it. Like, uh, it's been a, like it's 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 been a, it's been a while, hasn't it? Like, yeah, what do you have to say, man? Oh, I can't believe we're here four days away from the uh, yeah, the big attack is yeah, going on in this episode. Oh, it's it's sad to be here already. Yeah, I thought there was. Oh, yeah. No, man. Who knew season three was only 10 episodes long? Very sad. I was shocked by that. Like, you know, it's 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 just, it's no different than Netflix uh, with some Netflix shows where they're just oh, like, let's, yes. re- let's reduce the amount of episodes. You know, remember when like uh, Daredevil's Netflix or Netflix Daredevil came out, it was 13 episodes and the rest did the same thing, except for when Defenders did eight and then they started getting increase or de- they started decrease uh, <laughs> in uh, in episode quality or not quality, but yeah, episode lengths. <laughs> But will this decrease in uh, quality as we uh, discuss in Nightmares and Daydreams, written by the old uh, John O'Brien and directed by our old pal Ethan Spaulding? I feel like we haven't seen lately as much. Yeah, I can't remember the last time uh, he was on, of course, but uh, animation services provided by, take a guess. JM. <laughs> uh, no, want to try oh? again? And I don't know. Tell me. Really? Tell me. Oh, oh, it's between the other two, my friend. Take it away. Take it away. Moy Animation. Well, Moy Animation is doing Moy better than the last time. <laughs> thank thank you for not bringing in the obvious Jar Jar reference. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I said this a lot or before. I think I may have had to correct myself on this, but I believe I hope I said it right in the, the episode proper, but to cover my bases moy also did the animation for the beach i i hope i said that right in the in our beach episode yeah yeah i don't remember that was a few episodes ago and it's already yeah leaving my brain oh a while before i listen to that episode again well a lot of blood left my brain on that one anyways so before we before we jump into a proper would you like to uh read the summary for us today yeah we've arrived it's four days before the day of the black sun the group have made camp at the meeting place for the invasion force. But now that Aang's faced with the day he spent a season sort of preparing for, Aang realizes he might not be as prepared for this mission as he thought. And due to this anticipation and anxiety, he begins to experience a series of nightmares that become increasingly outlandish, 
about the various ways his meeting with the Fire Lord could go wrong. He begins to lose sleep, and the less he sleeps, the more kooky he gets. The rest of the gang try to help him through the various techniques to help him relax, but none of them seem to work, until they take advantage of a flock of koala sheep and shave their wool to make a big comfy bed for Aang, and he finally gets a good night's rest. But on the other side of the plot, Zuko is trying to adapt to the life of a prince, but he doesn't find himself fitting in with all the pomp and circumstance. He feels more out of place when he discovers there's a big war meeting coming up, and he's seemingly been excluded from it. Azula tells him to just go, regardless of an invite. And Mai tells him he probably won't enjoy it anyway. But when the time for the meeting arrives, a guard comes to tell Zuko that they've been waiting for him. He's received in high honor, and he plays his role of a prince perfectly. But after the meeting, he tells Mei that despite the success of the meeting, he felt like he wasn't himself during it. And this clearly disturbs him. And we'll discuss more of that as we jump into nightmares and daydreams. Get your legally or illegally purchased digital or physical copies of this to timestamp zero and play right, press play right now. Yeah, this is it, man. Like, okay, so uh, I guess that means that, um, you know, next uh, next up is going to be um, uh, the day of Black Sun. And after that, it's that's it. Uh, maybe they'll have yeah. an episode after that just to, you know, uh, fin- finish off the, I guess, the series. And then we'll start with... Uh, yeah, Korra and the overview. Yeah. Actually, I guess the overview first and then Korra. Well, wait, did we say it? When, when are we doing comics? Oh, yeah, I guess comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, comics. Uh, at least a few of them there first. Go. We're not gonna do all of them because that would take a while. But uh, anyways, even though I'm sad to be finished up this, yeah, I'm excited to get to those comics. I cannot wait. Whistler's son. Oh, the second to the third last time I'm gonna be saying that. Oh, it's so it's so sad. It's so sad. You know that it's so sad. Oh no. <laughs> Chapter nine: Nightmares and Daydreams. But uh, speaking of nightmares and and dreams, here we have a bunch of sheep. Yeah, very fitting koala lambs i believe what they're called or koala goats koala lambs mm. either way they're they're very good for counting if you're uh, having trouble sleeping trust me i've done it <laughs> yeah next to the uh the the legendary cocoa goats that's uh then probably live on this island somewhere <laughs> yes another kind of cliffside area that seems to be their favorite area to go to i'm not exactly sure why uh well it's because oh wait he um there is a thing with humanity where we have a tendency to uh, set up civilizations near water bodies of water uh in this case it's probably because uh there's going to be a bunch of like people on boats Mm. but yeah they're they're settling down and right off the bat they're talking about okay now that we're we're we've reached the kind of location we wanted to be at when we do our big strike now we need to start thinking about the plans are coming. The yeah, as you mentioned, we're at the end game here. The big day of black sun ambush or uh, assault. Yep. And poor Aang, he's they're kind of they're not really uh, being too thoughtful to his emotions and his fears about what's coming, and they're just kind of like, oh, don't worry about it. Get some rest, and basically you're ready to go. Oh, you haven't learned that firebending thing yet? Ah, screw it. Who cares? Yeah, it's okay. There's no in way to grind in the spirit world or anything like that. You can't just teach yourself how to firebend or just have Avatar Roku give that to you. No, it's not going to happen at all. It's fine. It's only four days away, right? What What's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah, and of course, here I was sitting here like, okay, let, 
we're actually getting to this this big moment and yeah they really haven't addressed this much at all post uh the first few episodes about oh i need to learn firebending then it just kind of fell to the wayside and yeah it seems like he's maybe never he's going to be the avatar the 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 master of the three elements he's just never going to learn that fourth one yeah he's gonna have to compensate somehow for that i don't know what he's gonna do but yeah it, it basically ang right now is in the uh how do i put this uh that person who's been in university uh and was kind of I, I can almost relate uh or no i can relate uh who's kind of slacked off the entire time maybe they've done a few things they're the only reason they still have like an okay grade is because they've been like having perfect attendance they've never missed a class in life but they've never written a paper before ever mm. yeah and now the jitters are coming oh no my finals here and i'm screwed <laughs> there's a lot of stress because it's like oh wait a second i yeah i didn't do any of this so it's like uh-oh i'm yeah no it's time to grind yeah and he's lucky though katara taught him bloodbending between this and the last episode and so i think he'll be good with the fire lord yeah, yeah speaking good. of which are we gonna deal with any of that stuff the fact <laughs> that like katara is oh wait never oh, okay never mind <laughs> hey don't worry the 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 finale next episode will will cover it all <laughs> i'm hoping they do anyways so uh a little cool note i i've noticed by the way at least throughout this episode i'm just gonna say it now is I like how i guess adopting toff's method of i guess you know sleep or, or whatever um he's sleeping on the ground like he's he's being very natural with it like he's he's no longer mm-hmm. i guess like um tied down by um physical uh, object not uh, um, what what the hell is it materialistic object there we go uh in that non-economic sense but he's 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 now uh becoming a little bit more connected to the earth you know i like that that touch too anyway so uh he goes to sleep very nervous and like you said having the jitters and kind of you know, we'll see some more of that maybe later but yeah he goes to sleep and um what happens yes and as he's he, he starts to dream about what's to come in in four days as we as we know it's coming his conflict with the fire lord his his meeting with him and he's we see a lot of these different dreams throughout the episode and each dream seems to be referencing other anime and i'm gonna need you to help me with these because i feel like i'm missing most of these references as i don't watch anime television really so, so are you are you telling me that like I'm the you know anime guy? I guess I am technically, but um are you telling me that I'm supposed to have like every foreknowledge of every single like you know uh piece of Japanese animation that came out in the aughts? I feel like when it comes to the TV shows, I feel like you definitely have the edge on me with seeing that stuff. Movies, well, I don't know, we might be evil even there. I think we're even in but... movies, but as for television shows, um <laughs> You have to remember that uh, when I was a kid and I watched Dragon Ball on the television, uh, and it was, I believe, Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, uh, I went, this is boring. Oh, really? As as an adult, because, okay, hear me out, before the angry pitchforks and torches come at me, which is fair, uh, you have to understand, this was like, at the end of the episode, like, uh, you know, the whole like, you know, what will happen this time, like, tune in next week to find out um and i didn't understand the whole like wrestling angle behind it um oh, or like the batman 66 uh serial. batman 66 angle you know just how you know what real what dragon ball really is about so it's like now i have a much higher respect for it uh and it is very awesome um but as a kid i just didn't understand and mm. 
for me, I, sorry if this is a whole like rabbit hole or tangents, but uh, or off topic, you know, <laughs> I didn't know how to illegally or, you know, just watch uh, episodes, torrent episodes of Japanese animation online back in the aughts because I didn't exactly know how to operate a computer back then. Uh, so I didn't get so. Basically, I never tuned into Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, or whatever else was on whichever channel at the time, um, because like, or at least you know, any of those big ones, because well, you know, they were all aired, you know, in sequence. <laughs> so it's like if I wanted to start somewhere, I wanted to start at the beginning, not with not in this case, <laughs> or not in that case, excuse me. Yeah, but what would you say this one? Would you think that this one is more Dragon Ball Z? Style. I'm gonna go with yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, with the hand gestures, that does maybe scream Naruto, but again, I'll be crucified by the other millennials who watch that stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch that stuff. That doesn't mean again through cultural osmosis, I don't know what it is. It's just like I'm stumped. But it's pro. It definitely is like a um, a shonen anime. It definitely they're they're throwing because. Again, they they probably got like Bryke probably got a lot of and everybody else who worked on the all the other staff members who worked on the show probably got a lot of letters and uh, emails stating, "Hey, you should make uh, the series a lot more like Naruto or or Bleach hmm. um, to make it you know a lot more appealing to people." And it's like, uh, no, we're gonna do things our way. So this is maybe like the closest they'll get to like shoutouts. And speaking of shoutouts, if if you guys have a a detailed knowledge about these references just shoot us an email we'll read it on the next episode i'm i'm very curious what these what these are related to by the way at o two fifty five, i see you there you go yeah by the way our email address is in the description below of but, course um, <laughs> and uh of course yeah uh, the um uh the avatar's new clothing yeah so so he shows up and we see this giant fire lord this he's he's very tiny no match for for this giant beast and even worse the fire lord's just making fun of him and points out you think you can take me on you're not even wearing any pants and so bump bump bum bum sometimes hear me out sometimes in i believe ancient greek times or roman times whatever it was like gladiatorial games and there was um pancration i believe it was greek some of the guys never wore pants during wrestling matches <laughs> So, I mean, it's not uncommon in, you know, history for people to go into battle without wearing any, well, okay, this is, obviously you should wear armor because if you're using weapons, then that's the point. And I guess the same thing if you're doing hand-to-hand, but this was a different, pancreation was a different thing. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of that, that first stream. We see a whole bunch of eyes, a little bit of like a Salvador Dali type of uh, imagery here. And yeah, we that's the introduction to Aang's having some issues. He's spooked about all this this stuff to come. And that's basically this whole episode. Just so. <laughs> Not the entire episode, of course, because there's uh, there's another side to it, of course. Yes, which we'll get to quite soon. But he wakes up and Momo's there to see what's up. And he's like, it's OK, Momo. Still wearing my pants. Yep, and oh, it's four in the morning. Well, it's time to start training. You know, it's never too early to get my get my gains going. Oh boy, three a.m. <laughs> so he starts with kicking a kicking a shrub. Yeah, it's he's imagining that's the Fire Lord, and yeah, now that's a much easier uh, battle for him to take on. 
Yeah, beat that shrub. Show the shrub who's bossed. Shrubs don't fight back. Hey, maybe Fire Lords don't either. Don't spoil. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess maybe the shrubs of the, the foggy swamp probably hit back. Yeah, and speaking of Fire Lords, we have to cut over to the, the heir to the throne, Prince Zuko. And today, I guess, you know, he's been in the... F- He's been in the Fire Nation for a while. He's been in the capital for a few months now, or maybe a few weeks. And he's getting used to the life of a privileged uh, jerk. <laughs> well, sure, but I, I like the fact that, you know, there's all these servants here uh, who are offering him all these things. And he turns them down. Yep. Maybe some of uh, Uncle's teachings and philosophies have gotten to him where he's like, no need. I'm good. Yes, yeah, so I was overstating. He actually is quite respectful to them. So so maybe I shouldn't complain too much about him. Yeah, no, he, and Zuko actually seems to, you know, be, I don't know. He's like, again, he's, well, like we said, he's gotten everything he's wanted. Like there's like, you know, he's, he's literally home. Like, you know, he had that little spat, man, spat, but he, you know, had that whole like kind of breakdown or at least questioning of his character back in the beach. But here he's like, no, nah, you know what? And well, I guess the other problem is like i wonder what he's thinking about after uh, the fire lord uh, and the avatar or avatar and the fire lord sorry good point good point yeah maybe yeah. it's making him re-question some things but yeah we see him going about his day you know that he wants to go step outside of the uh the palace walls and we see there's just endless people there cheering and a girl even you know loses herself a little bit and gets arrested and he seems a little put off by that like oh yeah a lot of fangirls and just you know you, like unfortunately yeah, people uh yeah really are giving the respect to you i guess what wanted like yeah i guess so well i guess like book one zuko would have probably been like yeah i'll take this but <laughs> um yeah just there's something about him he's like i don't i don't know there's something wrong with zuko. not wrong but there's just something with zuko he's like something's off and he decides, uh, uh, maybe I'll go see my my love, maybe love uh, May, or at least someone that I don't dislike, May. And so he decides to go for a walk, but, you know, these his, these people who are under his feet all the time are like, oh, Prince Zuko, you know, Prince doesn't walk anywhere, please let us carry you in this, this wonderful little bed that we have here. And so they carry him about, I don't know, like seven steps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was like quickly, she's just around town, so... Yeah, just just outside the door, pretty much. Got like he just has to like go out. And he's trying to get his mail. It's just like, please, sir, let us let us take you in your chariot. It's like, really? Yeah, and I thought that was good comedic timing. I, I like that. There's some funny little bits in this one. So uh, we then cut back to uh, boomerangs, and we see that Ang is doing the old uh, Shaolin monk training of, you know, smash mashing his knuckles into a tree. What did that tree ever do to you, man? What if that's a, <laughs> what if that tree is linked to a spirit? Uh, you don't want another hay by on your hands. There you go. There you go. You gotta be careful with there. There. Dang. Uh, and you know, he's he kind of wakes everybody up. He's just uh, Charles is like, what the hay's going on? What's all that banging about? And just like, Aang, you know, showing his, <laughs> showing his, uh, showing the tree, his knuckles up close. Yeah. And, Tara's just like, what's what's going on here? Like, why why are you up? Shouldn't you be uh, asleep or something like that? And he's like, listen, the worst thing you could have done is said four days. I have four, <laughs> or sorry, I guess three days at this point. 
Oh, don't tell him that. Oh man, he's gonna lose his mind. I see. I don't know. Did when Sokka said we have four days? Does that mean like starting from that evening or or anyway? I would think starting from the next day. Yeah. So now we're on to first of four. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, if if we are incorrect, uh, we're incorrect, and we will um, we will correct ourselves. Yeah, but either way, yeah, he's he's messing up his his knuckles, probably punching that tree and guitar. It's like, oh, you know. There's there's such a thing of pushing it too far of, of overtraining yourself and getting some mixed results, but he's like, no no no. When it comes to Fire Lord, uh, it's okay until he maybe punches a little bit too hard and all the tree falls on him. I think at about like oh five oh seven, I noticed that if, if you look at his right hand, it kind of looks like in the, it's in the distance, but like it's very like small detail. But you may I think his hands are red, which is at least a really cool detail before yeah, you know the all the leaves come down comedically. Uh, can I just say like, this kind of pees me off because one, uh, if you do that, you are guaranteed to get arthritis in your hands later in life. You are bound to mess up like your alignment of your, of your bones in your hands. So don't do that because I have, you know, uh, with, without gloves, uh, I have punched many, a punching bag at my gym and have gotten bloody knuckles from like doing uh, a number of moves, uh, in, in, in succession, excuse me. So I would advise wearing gloves of some sort or pads or just not, you know, going hard in a bag. Agreed. Yeah, it's I I respect those monks for, for what they do. But yeah, that kind of punishing your body in that way. I don't see how that's beneficial. I think that's just screwing yourself in the long run. Dens the nerves and also dens the fact they'll be able to have the ability to move your hands later in life. Exactly. But um, but actually, this is the moment here when Aang is like, oh, you know, my basics are sloppy. Everything's wrong. I'm, I don't even know firebending. And Sokka does try to reassure him like, oh, don't worry about it. Once we get to the day of the black sun, ah, the firebending won't matter anyway. You know, they won't really be able to have their full power. So it's, you know, it's, it's not something to worry about. Yeah. And he's like, also, oh, yeah, don't worry. Firebending's a stupid element. Yeah. Which I was like, hey, that's a little xenophobic there. That's oh, yeah. About that. Uh, hey, he's, you know, they're the, they're the bad guys, right? Yeah. And I guess to be fair, you know, they've had some pretty negative stuff attached to the, so I guess they get to, they get a pass there. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a firebenders, uh, by proxy created a bloodbender. Oh, wait. Yeah. And wiped out, you know, the, all the benders in their, their tribe of genocide. Yeah. So both, both in their <laughs> tribe and in Aang's tribe. Yeah, oh, yes, multiple genocides attached to the fire. Benders, uh-huh. maybe some xenophobia is, yeah, under completely understandable. Uh, yeah, just I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't join in it. Yeah, you know, and I'm not uh, condoning it, but it's yeah, sympathetic. Uh-huh. It's getting a little <laughs> hot in here, just like uh, the firebender. Anyway, so yeah, Ang air scoots away and uh, <laughs> off to do some more training as uh, Toph picks her nose again and throws, you know, a bunch of gold away. Oh, God. <laughs> On to night two, I suppose. Yeah, and, and at this point, Aang, he's getting nervous. You know, he's had that one nightmare and he's like, oh, man, I, I've had too many nightmares at this point in my life. I don't want another one. And so he he's delaying himself going to bed. He's, he's saying goodnight to everybody at least once, but a couple of them he says twice. And eventually Toph just gets choked and she switches into a little anime, a little like manga chat bubble. Yeah, a, ch- a chibi version of herself. Yeah. So I should have guessed that that wasn't uh, a JM move. I mean, they, they can dip into anime, but 
yeah, maybe that was a little bit over the top for them. But I liked it. I still thought it was cute. It was out of the blue, but I thought it was was kind of fun. Okay, who the heck is this? Sorry, I'm at 0623. I'm looking at, you know, the next version of Aang. I'm like, okay, who the hey is this? Like, if this was the channel Gigguk, he would, like, immediately know who all this is. And all the references are, too. And I'm like, this ain't Zach Bell. I know that for a fact. So I'm like, who the hey is this supposed to be? Because I've seen the idea of, like, a collar, like an oversized collar over the mouth. Like, that's a that's clearly something out of somewhere. But I... Oh, I've seen it, too. Where the source is, I don't know where it's from. But I love the fact that Aang has piercings now. This one, by the way, was, yeah, super duper familiar. The, the, the hair, the piercings, the collar... I was like, oh, man, I I know this reference. I just don't know this reference, you know? <laughs> it ain't Yu Yu Hakusho, I could tell you that much. Or at least, you know, the first 28 episodes, which I watched, but can't <laughs> say anything afterwards. Yeah, so again, if you know, please shoot us an email. I would love to have that uh, just sorted out in my brain. I really, 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 really was hoping for like a Yu-Gi-Oh! reference, but hey, I'll, I'll, it's fine. Oh, what you I actually think? was surprised that there was no, uh, there was no Pokemon reference. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's a vi- it's a video game. Doesn't count. <laughs> oh, what did you think about that little toff, little insert there? Did you like that? Little- wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Oh, oh, you mean okay? Sorry, Digimon. I think one of the main characters Maybe. has that, like you know, sp- spiked up hair. I was gonna say, I feel like it was something that was on my TV. Well, like- okay, okay, yeah, you and I are drawn from the same place because that's where we got all of our you know anime from. But still. No, I mean, I've seen plenty of plenty of these like images of this stuff over the years, not on television. I'm talking about years later. That's true. Okay. I didn't know about uh, Bleach or any of that stuff or seriously wish YTV still played anime anyways. Um, uh, but the, chi- the chibi version of I top you say, yeah, uh, I liked it. <laughs> I, re- I really I think it was like well-timed uh, and yeah, I just yeah, it, it was funny. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I, yeah. I, it gives my I give my uh, seal of approval. Insert seal noise. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we get this one and Aang. He seems like he's more confident in this dream. He even brought his pants this time. You know, he's he's extra chained them on so he can't lose them. But the Fire Lord's gotten even bigger. He's at this point. Maybe one of his eyeballs is the size of Aang. And so, yeah, pretty intimidating stuff. And it turns out that Aang, despite bringing his pants and being more prepared battle-wise, it turns out the real battle here is a math test. And Aang is certainly not prepared for that in probably over 100 years. So, <laughs> Math? It's not like they've, like, you know, in- improved or, um, you know, uh, um, progressed math since, you know, 100 years ago, have they? <laughs> Yeah, this is another bit. I I thought this was a great little bit of humor here. I wasn't expecting the math line, and I, I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, and so he wakes up, and once again, he's got to get to some preparing. You know, it's 3 a.m. It's time for oh boy, his student to mindset to kick in. And so he just starts counting some counting some sheep. Uh, what are they again? <laughs> uh, koala goats. Koala goats. Yeah, so he's, he starts... Yeah, just going around in a circle, counting them. He's probably counting them twice because he's getting a little delusional already. So, yeah, definitely not going to pass that math test. Nope, no way he's going to. Uh, and then Katara just shows up uh, awake. She's like, what the hell are you doing at 3 a.m.? 
Uh, and he's like, I forgot my, I, I'm, I'm practicing because I forgot my, uh, I forgot my pants and the, the math test. And she's just like, go, go back to sleep, please. Yeah, and his eyes are starting to look a little bit, uh, not right, he's starting to look a little bit deranged. Yeah, he's got more bags under his eyes than when Sh- Sokka comes back from shopping. <laughs> oh, by the way, at 727, uh, I like the image of this this Fire Nation kind of city in there from this high up shot. I think that looks very pretty there. They did a good job of that bit of animation. A good, a good cinematography there. If there was a cinematographer on set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Like landscape piece. Yeah. I guess in a way, like almost everybody has to kind of be a cinematographer in, uh, in, in, in animation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm... It's not the same. It's not. I, I obviously can't say like, oh, it's just like a. It's not. It's a different like medium for pit sakes. Yeah. Yeah. The roles. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. It all breaks down. Um. But but either way, speaking of breaking down, I'm breaking down as we once again cut back to the uh, the stuff that uh, is just ugh. with Zuko and May. They're they're cuddled up on a couch. They're they're getting intimate here and. Zuko's like, tell me anything that you would want right now. And what does she want to do? Take it away. <laughs> uh, the head of a dead grandmother. There you go. Yeah. Her her <laughs> little baby brother uh, bouncing in, a, I don't know, some sort of torture chamber. <laughs> Did you get that reference, by the way? The, with the, the, the grannies? Yeah. The, the, the gross grannies? Yeah. That was, that was, uh, no, that wasn't uh, the other, the other two, like Lo and Lynn or whatever their name was. Um. <laughs> Early in Lynn, excuse me. Uh, it was was that rever- it was you probably won't remember this, but it's all the way back in Just Sleep Doom where uh, Mirror Master is like has Flash on a train and Flash is like, "What's in the box?" and he's like, "A dead grandmother." Oh, oh, oh! Was she a voice in that or? No, no, no. She wasn't a voice in that. I'm just saying, like, that's just the reference. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I definitely missed that one. That's fair. Um, yeah, but are you just like? kind of appalled and aghast by the fact that uh, may is actually showing emotions yeah she's i i don't know i don't really like them together i again i think that Ooh. in the beach we saw that zuko's just a toxic dude and i mean she's just kind of putting up with it and like okay you know i'll accept oh. you know you're being nice right now so i see well that's quite interesting yeah, you remember him. He was like going around like beating anyone up for just looking at her and stuff. Oh yeah. No, it's it's almost like they forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Or we're just supposed to be like, oh, that's relationships. Yeah, that you know, relationship is fine. Right. But anyway, when he's asking her that and it could have been more of an emotional, like, oh, what what would you want in your your life right now? But she takes it as material and she's like, oh. I want a fruit fruit tart, and so he sends off the servants. I'll oh, get this for my lady here. And again, he's nice about it. He's not he's not a jerk to them. It is, I guess, similar in the way of Uncle with the fact that she also is enjoying the pleasures of the flesh. Yeah, you you gotta wonder if she's uh like half using him for this stuff though. Just the way they played in this episode. That's a good point. Like I I don't know. That's uh I don't. Yeah, that's a that's another. You know, that's uh, I think that's a subjective uh, question there because yeah, 
I mean, obviously you could read behind the scenes stuff, but like just seeing what we have on screen, it's like, I don't know. I think it's ambiguous. I agree. Go either one way or the other. Yeah. As she's mentioning like, Oh, I guess this is some of the perks of being royalty. She segues that into, I guess there's some negatives too, like this, this war meeting that's coming up. It's, it's going to be all day. It's probably going to suck. And Zuko's like war meeting. What name? So she just, she just had to say war meeting because if there's, few there's there's obviously a few things that trigger zuko but war meetings are one of them yeah he starts getting worried but once he hears about war he's like oh no that i thought we beat down that yoma rebellion now we're gonna have to deal with it again yeah not like not again great so we're gonna have to align with like them again like some of some of the splintered faction or or what (laughs) if anyone doesn't get that reference uh, seek out the movie uh blood rain curse of the yoma or don't seek it out if you're a youngster because it's yeah, very much R-rated. But <laughs> not as a little more of a light R, I'd say. Yes, yes, but maybe not for the the children. No, no, no. But then again, what's going to stop children, anyways? There you go. I would have watched it as a youngster. Yeah, you but... would have. Like, what are you saying? You can't like say that and not realize. Like, wait a minute, I would have watched that totally as a kid. Yeah, I got to say this for our sponsors. You know, they'll pull out if we're you know. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> But um, either way, yeah, it was clearly a fumble on her part as she thought that Zuko was aware of this war meeting, but it turns out he isn't. And that's going to cause some conflict for him this episode. Oh, yeah. He's going to go around town and just be like, do I attend the war meeting or not? And then he just realizes, oh, I missed it. Oops. Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll never get there. Back to the boomerangs. Yeah. And Aang actually looks like he got some sleep. It's this is this is great. I was worried that day two. Yeah, that he wasn't going to get any rest. And but oh, no, bad news. He overslept and he slept for, I guess, two days. Yeah. And he's awoken by an unexpected guest decided to make the trip himself. Turns out that Sokka's information or at least you know his intel about this being a undeserted island or unaffiliated with the fire nation even though it's in territory fire nation territory apparently ozai himself came and like woke him up like as, yeah. as a surprise yeah you overslept you know the the eclipse already passed and i'm gonna rain forever is basically the uh summing up that unfortunate uh, turn of events so i guess this is the last episode this is a shock Oh, uh, well, uh, once again, insert uh, Looney Tunes theme. <laughs> and uh, even worse, you know, he's come prepared. <laughs> he's got his... 0826, by the way, just uh, just for what we're about to see. Yeah, he, he's come with his secret weapon. This is the, the pride of the Fire Nation. This flying hippopotamus with udders, who uh, I guess is a flying cow hippo, who breathes fire. It's the flying cow hippo. Yeah, no. Move out of the way, flying spaghetti monster. You're being replaced by the flying hippopotamus cow. Yeah, the horrors of the rest of the the people who aren't Fire Nation they they flee in terror of the sight of this guy's shadow. It's both grass and crocodile's worst nightmare. Yeah, his very large shadow when it looms over you. Yeah, you know you're in trouble. That could actually be a creature, by the way, because crocodiles are already so like low to the ground. Like they could just blend and or merge with the grass. That'd be actually really cool. Anyways, yeah, let's hope they do it. But yeah, so he's getting chased by that and, you know, terror ensues until we realize that this is, you know, yet another dream. And he just, yeah, just flies away and uh, wakes up and asks Sokka, what, what, what are we, what day is it? 
Yep, and yeah, poor Sokka. He he wakes up to a little bit of a bad moment there. He he thinks the attacks on and smacks his head in a rock. So concussed, concussed Sokka yet again. <laughs> well, what we do? What days? What's the invasion? Where am I? Who are you? What are? Who are all of you? And he's just like Sokka, you have to like immediately do some climbing exercises because <laughs> he always because there's there's like he has this not premise, but yeah, he had these dreams uh, over which we didn't see, but I still think it's hilarious that he's describing them. The way he's describing them like immediately makes them all more memorable. Uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't need to be animated uh, for certain things. One that yeah, Sokka, um, they had to climb this cliff and he was too slow, so it's like I need your rock climbing skills to be really good. So go to one of the hive centers around town and climb that cliff. Uh, and she's like, Toph, stop. She's like, what? Spits out water. It's just like, uh, during the invasion, you, uh, you, you're you you're going to have to go to the bathroom and uh, we die because of your tiny bladder. <laughs> I like the animation of him, too, during all this explaining. It's so kinetic. I love it. It's so, uh, like, it's, and it's quite fluid as well. Oh, yeah. You, you can see why I was like, oh, this must be JM compared to what we've seen lately from the other studios. <laughs> I'll have to disagree with you there, sir. I think a lot of people have to disagree with you. Oh, and Katara, you got to keep your hair up because the hair, your, that's what it was. Yeah, your hair is going to uh, be stuck in combat or is going to yeah, fall like into your face in combat. So you got to yeah, get or, or whatever it is. It's snagging combat or something like that. I remember. Yeah. And yeah, this is this is the, the trend. He's he's becoming so obsessed and terrified that it's a detriment to the rest of the group and their progress. He's just he's fixating and spiraling. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that he has to like somehow end this cycle of procrastination or or anxiety, and I, I guess he needs some Ativan. Like maybe that'll calm him down. Who knows? <laughs> oh no! Or some Ritalin or Adderall. I don't know. He especially needs it at uh, ten twelve when he's just shaking around. Uh, well, you know, well, hang on. We also we almost forgot somebody. We forgot the little bit of like Sokka actually t- uh, did what Ang said. He's like he's gonna climb the cliff. And then he proceeds to, like, you know, uh, tear off all his skin because he falls down the cliff. Yeah. Ouch. That's not a whistler, son. Maybe. I, I can't tell. Yeah, he's... Oh, man. He's zoinked. He's, like... He's tweaking out, man. He's, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for him. Yep. Definitely. But Katara decides, okay, you know, I've got a solution for this. Let's get ready to cool down and, and calm down as I take you for some some hot yoga. So they go inside what looks like it could be maybe a volcanic basin with water, maybe a geyser. Yeah, either a geyser or like a tunnel of some sort of a steam vent almost with water in there, obviously. Uninhabited or did they just make this themselves? Good question. I, I wish we'd seen them making it. That would have been kind of cool. And so she's like, OK, you know, try, try to get in touch with your body and let's see if you can reconnect to yourself and, you know, get outside of your head and tell, tell me how you feel. And he, he starts thinking about how hot it is in here. And the more he thinks about the heat, the more he thinks about how hot it's going to be when the Fire Lord is throwing fireballs at him. And yeah, that it, it sends him into another spiral. Yeah, he starts to yeah get anxious and stressed. And then like a bunch of... When I, when I say this, I don't mean this in a bad way. But yeah, we see a bunch of like CGI fire that like spirals in towards him. Yeah, and Katara's like, okay, you know, clearly this isn't working. You know, it's not your body that's the issue, it's your mind. So let's, uh, I know this great therapist, let me just get get you his number and we'll set you up with him. I've, you know, she heard great Yelp reviews. Well, hang on, hang on. At 11.02, that's a 
kind of a funny image. I don't know why. Oh, which one's that? It's it's one where she's still like uh, bending down. She's not doing a good morning, but she's just I guess coming up from like I forget what that's called. There's a there's a yoga pose like that, but she's coming up, Aang's on the ground with his tongue out, and <laughs> she's her mouth. I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. She's she recommends him to this one. Uh, is that Wang Fire? No, I'm not a Wang Fire. I'm uh, Mr. Wang Freud. Oh no! I knew that was coming. Somehow, I just knew that was coming. Hey, hey, hey! They said you said therapist. All right, so why not? It was like it was so easy. Oh, uh, but yeah. So, so he, you know, he he skips right past the pretense. So it's like, t- tell me what's been going on. Let's let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. And yeah, this this guy, I I swear, you know, maybe it's hard to find a good therapist in the Fire Nation. But I mean, this guy, he seems like a hack job, if you ask me. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's do some uh, let's do some uh, um, a, a cloud test, uh, as you were. We'll see all these clouds here. Uh, it's it's a trick I picked picked up on this uh, from this one village I, I went through about this like you know this fortune teller who used clouds determines people's uh, the, the the state of people's fortunes. And uh, but this time I'll like you know tell tell me what does uh, that cloud look like the fire lord? What does this cloud look like a fire lord? What about this uh, that cloud over there the fire lord? <laughs> it's like hmm. <laughs> Have you ever encountered this Fire Lord before? No. Have you? Uh, not quite. Not in, on any of my travels. Never heard of the man. It's all a figment of your imagination, and he's really just in your mind. Now, here, let me just, like, hop you up on a bunch of drugs, and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. That'll sort it out and, like, you know, balance out your brain chemistry. Yeah, and what's unfortunate about this this uh, psychiatrist here is, um, you know, it seems pretty likely that this is Sokka. You know, it definitely looks like Sokka, you know. What are you saying? It just happens to so much. I'm not 100% sure, but. Yeah, oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. But so you'd think that this therapist would be aware of the, the true to life issues that the Avatar face. But instead, he's he's framing it as, you know, these are common fears and, you know, anxieties that we all face on a daily basis. And maybe, you know, it could all just be in your head. And it's, uh, yeah, he's not helpful. Nothing is real. What are you talking about? Uh, 11, 1140, by the way. 1140. That is a, uh, a wonderful image. And I will say that, uh, slight spoilers, I think uh, the koala goat is potentially one of my favorite uh, creature designs of the season. Oh. Excuse me. Okay. Write that down. Add that for the, uh, the overview. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's going up there. Anyways, continue. Uh, so he's like, mm, have you ever tried just screaming your uh, problems out into the world? Is like here, screams as loud as he could into this uh, koala goat. Yeah, which seems the sees the same result as everything else, and we will cut back to them in a little bit. But first, we have to revisit Zuko, as he's going to visit Azula and ask her about this whole war meeting thing that's causing him some anxiety. Yes, does everyone remember the episode back in uh, book two where uh, Zuko was having these, you know, little. Uh, dreams or he was having a uh, character breakdown almost in a way like he was changing into being coming something else potentially yep i guess yeah i guess a bit of a similar thing there yeah uh, maybe yeah, exactly anyways continue on but i love this image of uh these servants washing azula's hair in this beautiful little stream thing i think that's really a lovely little setup there the whole set itself at 1203 holy smoke i didn't even realize the sun was right there like bathed in the light it's like Wow, we yeah. we are, we are the good guys, is what they're saying, are <laughs> we? <laughs> yeah, and he starts asking her like, you know, 
why, you know, were you invited to this? And she says, of course, that she was. And, you know, you're invited too. it's just, you know, why would they feel the need to send you an invite? You're the prince It's just expected that you'd be there. And it seems like she's maybe maybe lying to him. And he knows that she's lying to him is the, the sense that I get. Yeah, no, that's true. Also, she's without makeup again. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that we see Azula without, and again, she looks very different, which I I, I must say is, is 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 interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and she she basically the the scene basically ends with her telling him, like, just stop being paranoid, stop worrying about this, just go to the meeting. No one's gonna stop you. You know, the, just just solve your problem by being proactive. So. And then he just ends it with a classic Zuko line of "Forget it, I'm not gonna go." Yeah, yeah, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Oh no, yeah, what do you think I'm gonna do? Oh no, no. Okay, oh great, oh great. Here he comes again. Uh, the old Zuko's back. Wow. Yeah, and if I see anyone near me, I'm gonna punch him out. Oh, it's like, oh, here no, we go. No. <laughs> so then we. Speaking of which. Yeah, poor Ang. He's he's still working on trying to relieve this stress and. Maybe a massage is what he needs to ease that tension in him. And I hear that earthbenders are really good masseuses. Oh, I, I've heard a similar thing, but I've also heard they can be, you know, a little bit rough. You know, they're not so worried about giving you like a, a nice light massage. They really like to dig in there deep. So. Oh, yeah. No, quite tough, as they say. Like, like really, yeah, no, no solid work they do there. Yeah, and I guess Aang, he wasn't reading the Yelp reviews. He thought this was going to be a you know, a softer kind of thing. And very quickly, he's like, oh, no, this is too much for me. But uh, they don't stop once they're going. Oh, yeah, no. So Toph starts putting on her flash dance routine. And then <laughs> Aang starts sounding like Hogarth from in Iron Giant when uh, he's in that car and Giant's spinning, spinning around, thinking that's like one of those, um, was it uh, uh, G-Force testers or simulation devices? Mm-hmm. Centrifugal force generators or whatever it is. And... Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, well, it does, it goes unsuccessful when it stops and he hits the ground hard. Yeah, and she's like, okay, well, you know, it seems like this isn't going to work out for you. You got that baby skin going on still. I guess you're only like 12 years old. So are but- you. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, but I've got, a, I've heard of another old earthbending tradition that I think is going to work out great. And I love this, that she just can feel this thing from like a mile away. He just kicks the ground up to where he is and flings it to her. This episode is like has some like it's it's comedic timing is like on point, man. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and just seeing Aang like, you know, run away as like a noodle almost is uh, also like, ooh, <laughs> it's like their comedy, man. Their comedy has is solid work. Yeah. And speaking of uh, maybe a comedy vacuum. We got to cut back to Zuko back in his feels. He He's in him deep this time. Nothing can persuade him out of it. He's yeah, he's lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because, you know, as, as Zulo had mentioned that, you know, everybody's going to be there. All the war generals, all the admirals, everybody being there. Uh, and so yeah, maybe it's as uh, my bringing it back, like also mentioning as uh, as we're about to. Maybe it's bringing back some unwanted memories. Mm. yeah may mentions like why would you want to go to this don't you remember how bad it went with your last war meeting and he agrees but he he still can't escape that feeling of i don't know either not living up to what he thinks his promise should be or worried that he's still being excluded from his uh 
from his dad's uh, war effort. Yeah, overlooked. Yeah, overlooked. And May's like, oh, you know, I know it's going to cheer you up. This always makes me feel better. Let's order around some servants. <laughs> so it looks like we forgot about that character development from the beach, potentially, because it doesn't seem like she's any distress or nor does she want to be here. It looks like she actually wants to enjoy his company, potentially, at least in the scene. I don't know. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I guess maybe time moved on and she moved on and now she's just happy to be with this this guy yeah she's uh you know everything goes back to the status quo <laughs> so we cut back to to Gollum here at uh, 1356 as he's uh yeah <laughs> can you see it, Is it i Gollum? literally landed on the like the moment like i literally like stopped right at 1356 like that was perfect anyways <laughs> yeah and he, he's appreciative that they've tried um and he he lies to him a little bit. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, definitely feeling maybe better. Uh, uh, let's just I, all go to sleep. I kind of think I sort of might slightly feel a little better. Yeah. And as he goes, drifts off to sleep. Oh, boy, his dreams have taken a turn. Yeah. It's the worst it's been. I mean, see, the best case scenario is that if he dreams, he at least dreams of, well, of of the sandman like that'd be the that <laughs> dude that'd be like the best case scenario is that just the sandman shows up and um yeah that, that that'd be cool but no in this case it's a giant momo attacking what the heck is going on here yeah we've seen a little touch of surrealism here or there now we're into it big time he's appearing in places he's moving without moving and things are just like flashing around him and this is some cool stuff like the best like surreal stuff you'll okay obviously i think ren and stimpy may have something to say about that so i won't i won't say that but again i guess i'll say for like it you know it's spongebob later in later seasons got some gross out stuff so it's like yeah you know, i can't obviously you give this like great hell but i'll at least give it to them for again pushing the boundaries of uh scares and suggested materials they put on a uh, on a family program like nickelodeon uh, being, you know, Toph having no eyes and uh, what happened to Sokka? Oh, yeah, he him uh, as was it Sokka sharing the same fate that Katara shared or had in um, episode one of book two by the general when he sunk her into the ground. And uh, well, the best version of immolation for a person on screen by Katara, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but yeah. yeah. And then Aang once again freezing. Um, that's a that's a cool thing that I don't think we've done for in a while. That's, that'd, that'd be a cool thing, a recurring theme of of Aang being like afraid of of ice. Maybe maybe not so much, but and as he's trapped under the ice, he looks up and who's standing above him? But Zuko back in his old look. They both return to their old ways, their old oh, yeah. styles. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. Yeah. And then there's a a comet in the background shooting past. So. That that being Sozin's Comet. But, uh, anyways, the Sozin's Comet... Okay, I've seen something like this somewhere before. Maybe a shout-out to T2, but then the comet impacts the Earth and just decimates the world as Aang just watches it, like, you know, turn the landscape to, like, I guess, you know, peels the landscape back, and we see, you know, a bunch of molten rock. 
uh, smoke everywhere, and yeah, then he wakes up screaming. Yeah, and I like uh, I like the animation of Oppa in particular when he wakes up, and he gets startled by Aang's uh, his screams, and we see he's sleeping with his like tail curled up. I think that's really cute. Yeah, it's like a pill bug almost. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, in Momo, with all of his hair standing up in his tail, he's just sleeping on Oppa's head too. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> No, good. So Sokka inquires, like, what's wrong? And then Sokka leaves, and all of a sudden, um, uh, what was it? Wang Freud shows up. It's like, do you need another therapy session? <laughs> yeah, he do- just spins around. He's uh, turning to Superman now. Oh, that or like Doc and Shu in the uh, in, in the Painted <laughs> Lady. <laughs> yeah, he's just as crazy as him by this point. That's kooky indeed. As it's revealed when he's. Uh, Zang's basically given up now, and yeah, we see the the wig and the, uh, or I guess the the beard and the uh, the eyebrows falls right off Sokka's face. Wow, that was a quick shit. Like that was a, like wow. Uh, Freud like quickly got out of there, and Sokka showed up. What the hey? Space and time warping around me. Oh no! But he's <laughs> he's lost it. That's it. He's he's literally like he's lost it. Um, yeah. he's he's gonna need. Uh, he's he's stuck on uh and uh, antidepressants for life like it's over now he's 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 done for it's that's it everybody the series is over like like i said it's the penultimate episode it's it's over it's, yeah it's, it's over and he's decided no matter no matter how bad it gets he's gonna stay awake all the way until the invasion so yep no this is the fact of this is what happens when we let kids uh fight the adults about wait a minute <laughs> yep and now it's turned into an entry in our uh, soon to become a Nightmare on Elm Street series. He's keeping coffee pots under his bed, and yes, there we go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we Katara comes to him like, "Oh, Ang, you know this. Maybe you shouldn't be making these moves. This seems like a bad idea." And suddenly, we get a very surprising scene. I, I maybe you should take it away, but I was I was stunned by this. Well, like I said, this is the penultimate episode. But he's like, "All right, this is it. Like this may be the last time." uh for the season uh or not season but this maybe this is the last the penultimate episode so i'm gonna i'm gonna like just i'm i'm stressed i'm i'm tweaking out but i might as well just say it uh i love you i was like what and he just goes right in for a kiss and it's like me i'm like yes yes the 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 canonical relationship that i've been waiting for the ship has sailed. Let's go. Yeah, and even more, she uh, as he goes to pull away, she kisses him back, and I just wanted to cut in that sound effect of, ladies and gentlemen, we got him, and all the crowd cheering and clapping. Oh yeah. Oh, and also <laughs> I want to insert the um, oh, what is it that 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 love medley theme from episode two when uh, between Padme and Anakin. <laughs> you all know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, no, this is this is a shocking scene, and especially shocking when we realize that he's actually just making out with the air in front of actual Katara. Can I just say sixteen fifty four, like beautiful, like pucker oh. up. The sentence is kissing. Oh no! <laughs> and in Katara, she's like, "Oh, uh, what's what's going on over there, Aang? Like, uh, you, you feeling okay?" and He's like, oh, I was just having this dream. You know, I was in some sort of water uh, water world situation. And she's like, oh, that sounds cool. But did you get the sense that 
maybe he was saying more stuff out loud that uh that's the thing right like how much does did uh, yeah he's there's there's probably a lot of freudian slips there yeah because just the way that she asks it seems like she's like hmm like maybe i'm not gonna let loose what he just uh exposed there (laughs) best left unsaid and she's but the fact that she doesn't i'm not saying she doesn't have to address it but the fact that she doesn't seem red in the face from it like because he says like baby you're my forever girl it's like <laughs> if you said that out loud there's no way her face wouldn't turn red right that's fair that's fair we saw how disgusted and shocked she was when he was in that uh trance with the avatar and the fire lord and they're like are there bathrooms in the spirit world yeah exactly so we know she gets embarrassed by this stuff yeah, there's yeah, she can be flustered. That that that's that's for sure. Yeah. Um. But but speaking of flustered, mm. uh, after you know that that whole thing is resolved, uh, we go back to I guess uh, May's residence. He's just living here now, I suppose. <laughs> and a servant comes and uh, asks Zuko, or at least uh, tells Zuko, "Hey, um, everybody at the meeting is waiting for you." Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, he he's his response is very muted. He's not excited. He's just kind of kind of reserved and he, he gives a little bit of a smile and he's like, OK, you know, this is this is working out. But I guess he's always muted. So there's nothing surprising there with Zuko. <laughs> yeah, he's I won't say taking it as a matter of fact, but definitely I could, I could see a crack, a smile on his face may even looks a little bit like, you know, pleased as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, so that's that's going on. So he's going to go to the meeting. Okay. Uh, hopefully he doesn't embarrass himself this time and uh, speak out against a general or else the other side of his face is going to be um, blazed over. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not publicly abused as a result of this. <laughs> anyway, so back in the bushes of Nam. I mean, sorry, uh, somewhere. Oh, no. Um, yeah. We have... We have this maniac, uh, you know, yeah, Aang's just, uh, he's going to start training, uh, or he's, yeah, he's, he's got his final assault. He's, 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 because it's, it's getting close and he's like, it's now or never. So he's going to take on the Fire Lord, the Fire Lord of, or the image of the Fire Lord he made with uh, noodles. Yeah. And he's like, he's in the trees, he's in the trees. And yeah, everyone's like, oh no, Rambo, he's, uh, oh boy, he's lost it. And he's like, oh, no, I can't take on his defense. His defense is just, it's an, it's amazing. Wait. So I need to go to the skies. Wait, hang on. You forgot. Or unless you were about to talk about it. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, the little, like, advertisement or setup for the next episode. Oh, you take it away. I don't remember it. Uh, it's, he blasts wind, like, at the direction of the training dummy. Misses completely, like, not even close. And then... The wind uh, whisks away Sokka's uh, little project that he's working on. Oh, okay. Mm, I'm curious to see how that uh, yeah, ties in. Just literally states like what it is for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, that, that just felt a little weird. Like when I just watched, it, I was like, "Really? Oh, it was kind of obvious." But anyway, it's like there were. Huh. It's like an ad for the next episode, or just an ad in general. But anyway, yeah, I don't remember the next one too well. That's true, but but yeah, his his aim, yeah, it's it's getting it's getting worse by the moment. I mean, this guy is, yeah, he's in full in collapse mode. Hey, come on, he like you know, he knocked that leaf down from the branch. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Call it a small victory, <laughs> like a small ding. 
when you're a level one character against level 100 character. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, he, you know, he's like, oh, it's useless, useless. That's what a voice says from behind. It's like, who said that? And all this is just Momo. It's like, well, <laughs> I must be thinking weird. Like, what's what's going on here? And it's like, no, you are useless. And the voice, he's like, what? Who's that? And Momo starts talking. Yeah, and I'm curious. Do you, do you know who this voice was? I don't know. I wonder if it was someone. Oh, it's well, it's it's D. Bradley Baker. It's the oh, voice okay. who's he's. It's the guy who's been doing the voices for all the animals. Yeah, that's why I assumed it was. But I was curious if maybe it was a director or someone on the crew. But no, that makes sense. Yeah, both him and Mo- Appa are like voiced by him. But yeah, so he he starts getting into a conversation with this this very creepy looking Momo. This this Momo that's gone mad. And I, I love the perspective as when he starts talking to the others and they're like, uh, Aang, who are you uh, talking to over there? And then he just starts speaking in Momo's language there. I was wondering, is Momo really understanding him? Does he Has he figured out how to communicate with him now? That's the question. <laughs> By the way, I could not help but when it, when Aang was talking to um, Momo in, I guess, like flying lemur speak, <laughs> I thought back to the episode or back to our episode three commentary, not commentary, but our episode three discussion uh, where Steve watched that deleted scene uh, where Anakin speaks droid. Oh, Star Wars episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars episode three. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, sorry. And then there was the soul in solo where, you know. Oh, yeah. Han, Han actually speaks Wookiee. Yep. Or Wookiees. Excuse me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just, just start speaking Simlish. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, and the rest of the groups like Ang, you know, this is this is getting a little bit kooky. Like, let's uh, let's simmer down over there. And even even Appa gets in on it. He's like, yeah, you know, you can't act like this, man. This is this is not Avatar like. And screw that Momo over there. I hate that guy, man. Yeah, so. you've got to take better care of yourself, as as he just says outright. <laughs> I love the way they cut that in and looking how like looking upright he is <laughs> just like, okay. And we are not in, um, it's, it's not full on where the wild things are, but yeah, it could go down that road if they wanted to. And clearly Aang has gone down the rabbit hole cause he's in wonderland with these two. Well, that's the thing. It seems as though that when Aang went over to, <laughs> okay, I'll get in. I'll get in. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. I'll say that for a second, but, I just love the little argument between the two of them because I feel like this is probably something that you've been wanting to see for a while, given uh, the relationship these two have with each other. <laughs> it does seem to feed into yeah, some of their dynamics, but hey, they they love each other, you know. Momo was sleeping on his head just the just the other night, so and uh, so Sokka or Sokka uh, angles to Sokka and it's just like Sokka, we got to do something. We got to stop these two from like going at it or whatnot, like they were you know Looney Tunes characters. And he's like, what, what do you mean? Like, what are they about to do? <laughs> it's like the best cosplay of, of Yus- Usagi Ujimbo I've ever seen. And then like Appa's in this like samurai armor <laughs> with three swords. Like he's General Grievous. That's timely, actually. I didn't realize that. Oh, let's go. Yeah, what makes it great is it's so unexpected. They, they've done a lot of silly stuff in this episode so far. But... Yeah, no, that even cutting to Momo and his his silly little outfit there. But when we cut to Oppa and he's in the full gear and he's got his little arrow on his helmet. Yeah, that that's some funny stuff. <laughs> and then it gets even more weird where all of a sudden all the um, koala goats uh, also become <laughs> animated and or well, not just animated, but they become um, 
personified and or they could start speaking and become self-aware and start cheering for both sides. Yeah, they're picking Team Momo, Team Appa, and yeah, they've got like Sonic eyes, some of them. And speaking of Sonic, uh, then uh, Appa goes full on General Grievous when he reveals he had two swords in as one instead, and then he goes Taz, well, and he also goes Tasmanian Devil uh, on Momo, and Momo's doing a good job of blocking every single shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or every single swipe, excuse me. Well, he's the chosen one after all, virgin birth, so. Jeez. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know if I should cut that. <laughs> uh, what, what we can't cut is the next bit where all of a sudden uh, Guru Patik shows up with uh, all that onion and banana juice or pickled onion banana juice. Oh boy. And yeah, now he's got the, the six arms and yeah, Aang, he's been he's been getting back into that cactus juice. That's what we didn't realize. Asaka. That's what I was about to say. Is uh, he to to hydrate himself earlier on because he still needed food and sustenance? He took a swig out of a uh, a, a jar or a water skin. There you go. Guess what it had in it? Yeah, Sock has been holding out on him. <laughs> He's been saving that stuff for a rainy day. Oh, and, and if and if it couldn't even get more weirder, all of a sudden these like snake or these rock snakes show up. No, not like onyx, but just you know these this, this snake of of rocks and. And and the Fire Lord training dummy shows up in an apron with the target, like the, the target apron and the, the face of the Noodle Lord. So, yeah, nothing's getting weirder than this. That's when Aang realizes, oh, no, this is what reality is going to be from now on. That's he's he's reached that point in the, the cycle. And he's like, yeah, everything's gone. I suppose we've ended up in uh, FCLC. He's entered the void. Or is it? Or is it FLCL? I don't know what that was. I think it is FLCL. There we go. Fooly cooly. No, it is FLCL. Excuse me. Why do I always want to say FCLC? It, <laughs> I guess it sounds better. It's it's it sounds better to me. Anyway, cut away after he goes and douses himself in a waterfall. Hopefully, it's not a certain waterfall from previous entry we did tonight. But anyways, oh. uh, we cut yeah to the uh, the yeah the um, uh, the Fire Nation capital. Uh, post the meeting, so we didn't actually see what was inside the meeting. I wonder what that could be. Uh, I think hmm. we see Azula in the background, potentially. It could be her. She's talking with like an elder gentleman, potentially her or somebody else. So at like 2109, somebody can correct me that. And we just see Zuko walking away. Boy, he quickly, by the way, like changed into his attire like that fast. Yeah. Because uh, he was not wearing all that stuff beforehand, which, I mean, makes sense. It's a meeting, after all, a very formal one. Yeah, and we... We discover that even though he didn't receive a formal invitation, his uh, his his dad brought all the stops. He was seated him right next to him at his right hand side. You know, he was basically treated as the uh, the heir to the throne as he rightfully is. The right hand man, as they say. Yeah, he was his number one a guy, and uh, yeah, he's he he played it all right. He did his best to replicate what he thought would be a perfect prince in that scenario. And in doing so, he realized that that wasn't who he was. You know, that that person that he maybe wanted to be when he was uh, before he was banished. Maybe he never was that, but he certainly isn't now, isn't it now? So. Oh, really? You're saying that all that Zuko ever wanted wasn't actually what he needed. Hmm. Hmm interesting hmm. wonder where that'll go anyways yeah and may plays an interesting role during this 
I mean, she she seems so supportive of him, you know, being that that prince image. And then when he kind of says who he really is, she, we don't really see much reaction from her. So I'm curious what they're going to do with them going forward. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see because she's definitely a support uh, of him in this lifestyle uh, of this pleasures of the flesh idea that Uncle Iroh was saying, but maybe not the one that Uncle Iroh actually meant. Yeah, I'm curious to pick up from that probably in the next episode. You're saying that we're going to resolve all of this in the next episode? How? They're going to not have firebending. <laughs> hey, this is the big finale. It's it's all going to be wrapped in. It's an hour and a half long uh, finale, if you didn't know. Hour and a half? Sheesh. Well, fair enough. I guess they're going to need that hour and a half. Anyways, so finally, we end with the boomerangs. Yep. Aang, he's been he's been wandering. I mean, it's evening now. He's been off on his own all day doing who knows what. Uh, what do we think this is? Is this the third evening or the... F- no, yeah, I think this is the third evening, right? Third, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, and he's been, yeah, he's been lost into the world just in some crazy spiral. And now he's he's made his way back to the camp. He's, I guess he, he followed his nose, perhaps. And when he gets there, he finds this this strange new hallucination, this bed made out of what seems to be potentially murdered uh, or maybe just trimmed <laughs> uh, goat guys, koala goats. Uh, no, he says clouds. Clouds. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember that uh, Appa is partially clouds. So, I mean, it's not that they, they probably also come from a, the same genus. And I like the way that he goes around and prods it. He's like, hmm, it seems like another hallucination, but he's still intrigued by this very comfortable looking uh, setup here. Uh, by the way, 2212. <laughs> um, that's 2112, sorry. Um, but 2212 oh, for, yes. for what you're thinking of. Uh, clearly... <laughs> not mauled or killed um it's just like uh do you remember the uh do you remember the pixar short uh before incredibles i think it was incredibles uh called bounden i remember the short you're talking about but no i don't remember which which movie it was in front of but yeah i know the one yeah it's the one with that sheep with the beautiful mane and or the the beautiful uh, uh wool excuse me for skin and then the jackalope comes in after he gets shaved off <laughs> yes very very good pixar short anyways um yeah and, and he's he's he says aloud, like, I'm sure this is just another hallucination, but the gang is right there. They're, they're like, nope, this one's real, and yeah, we hope that you have a, a good rest now. Yeah, and Aang's still not having it. He's just like, nope, I still need to, uh, I've procrastinated enough. These novice this guys, they're, they're on my tail. They're on, they're on my hide about not uh, having practiced firebending at all, or at least started practicing it. Uh, or for not taking my role seriously back in book one. Now they're they're at me. They're they're coming at me. They're gonna I'm gonna let them down. They can't. Like I can't. I can't let them down, man. There you go. Yeah. Don't forget if you read the descriptions for every episode, we're right there with them. We're following along with the gang. We're just off screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, what's their um, oh, what's their names from Muppets? Oh. Uh, name escapes me. Oh, those two guys up in the yeah, those yeah, the two guys like uh, heckling them. Stadler and Ward Waldorf, I think. <laughs> Stadler and Waldorf, thank you. We're just like yeah, we have a camp right up top. Your bending's terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. This state, your form could use something better than mine. Uh, 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 uh. Fireworks could kick his butt. I've seen <laughs> peanuts do better than you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, no wonder, no wonder Aang's so anxious. <laughs> but, um, but so yeah, he he goes off to sleep. He finally, maybe that's what he needed all along was just a comfy bed. And now that he's he's drifting off to sleep, he once again confronts the Fire Lord. But this time he's actually not giant. This time he's much more reasonably sized. And yeah, I don't know what this style is meant to be either. Maybe just more traditional kind of style. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I guess he's about the same size as before. Um, I don't, uh, again, all I can think of is Bleach. <laughs> all I can think of is, is Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. Although it's, I don't know if it has much of like One Piece, but, um, no, it ends obviously with, in the beginning, it was the Avatar has no pants. This time the Emperor himself or the Fire Lord himself has no pants. There we go. Oh, and I'm surprised we haven't really mentioned throughout this whole episode, but yeah, I think this is one of the first ones where we get a major contribution from uh, Mark Hamill. He's in it scattered, but throughout most of the episode. And yeah, I, I, I appreciate having him here quite a bit. It's nice to see that. It is funny how we never have him on, uh, in, we never see him like on the Zuko side of the plot. Yeah, he's only ever like in a comedic sense, like he's on the comedic side of uh, of, of, of Aang's imagination. Yeah, now I wish I had the uh, spoiler section for book two back just because it would be fitting having Mark Hamill in there with his laugh. I mean, I guess you could put that as like the end bit, like, you know how every time you use like either a, a kaiju, I guess you could put him instead. That's a good point. Maybe I'll have to cut that and yeah, insert that in there. That's a, that's a very good point. I mean, why not? But yeah, so, you know, uh, Aang has defeated uh, Ozai. Uh, that's over. Uh, this is how it's going to happen in the next episode, of course. Uh, and yeah, by just, you know, showing that he has no pants and he runs away and Aang just is in and just back in the real world. He he's there like, you know, being like, ah, much better. And just still like, you know, I guess having a much better time sleeping uh, with all that fog coming around what the hey is that fog like what's up with that uh momo's been messing around the smoke smoke machine again oh no not again it's the gila monsters uh <laughs> fine yeah and we've come to a close nightmares and daydreams now is this is this episode for you a nightmare or a daydream what, what do you think here well here's my question i don't talk me through this maybe somebody has the answer but i'm not so sure i mm. I don't know. I'm not gonna say agree, but I'm a little bit like iffy on the ending. Um, the the res the resolution, excuse me, over the fact that his friends are just like, get, just get a good night's sleep. Like here, go like you said, just go on this like mattress that we made for you out of uh, all these koala goats uh, fur or, or sorry, um, um, coats, excuse me. Um, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm like that's it. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. They the whole episode them trying to ease his uh his worries were never really about addressing the worries as much as it was just putting a a band-aid and kind of manipulating around the edges of just just relax and stop being a bother to us eventually they just happened to he tired himself out and they found the right thing to coax him into sleeping with the bed so yeah they, they really didn't help him that much here and maybe he was beyond help maybe he was just he was in such a crisis that they weren't uh equipped to know how to deal with him so maybe you can't judge him too much yeah no that's that's fair but like i basically what i thought was going to happen was like with with all that fog 
I thought a spirit was going to like show up and kind of lull him to sleep. Mm. But we didn't do that. No. But what do you think about it? Uh, besides that ending there, what do you think of this episode? Absolute like somewhat filler. I'm not going to like, that's not a detriment to it. I'm just like, cause it, it is at least building to the next episode, but like at the same time, like comedy gold, like this is like yeah. one of their, like if they, I don't know if they've outdid themselves, but they did more animation. Like, Holy smokes, like great job. Like this was hilarious. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And in, in terms of the fact that, I mean, it, we really are coming to the, the end game here. And uh, I mean, I, I think our complaints have been very valid about, it doesn't really seem like Aang has taken his role seriously. He's not really spending very much time training. The firebending thing is just seemingly out the window for them. And, and so it's it's completely reasonable for him to suddenly be faced with the deadline and realize, oh crap, yeah, I've been slacking off all year and maybe I just screwed the whole world. So so I can appreciate them addressing that. But Yeah, well, you know, maybe they're taking the unorthodox approach. Maybe they're uh, stick like uh, kicking the uh, can to tradition. Tradition. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. So like they, 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 they're like out with the old and in with the new. The Avatar only needs to have three elements mastered instead. <laughs> hey, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe in Day of the Black Sun, maybe he'll turn it all around. And in one episode, he'll master all the elements. That, that old Avatar Roku, you know, took him with like 25 years. Ah, Grandpa, he didn't know what he was doing. Leave it to Aang. <laughs> solve it one day <laughs> and if that's the case we are uh, and, and if that does happen where all of a sudden he just pulls um firebending out of his butt and uh, then both caleb and i will in in unison scream out deus ex machina because that was not set up or we'll get really tribal and just defend the show and just be like nope nope ang he's the best that there's ever been chosen one yeah metachlorians high uh avatar good <laughs> he can lift. he can lift all the rocks there you go. <laughs> he can uh, he can Jedi mind trick without even knowing what a Jedi mind trick is. But hey, we'll find out. We'll find out. The Day of the Black Suns, our next episode. I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited to get here and see. Yeah, I don't remember this one too well, so we'll find out. It's the final one, man. It's the it's the final countdown to the the end of the series. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. Uh, we've we've hopefully entertained you all. Uh, when listening to this and yeah, join us for the finale uh, next episode uh, till next time. If you don't sleep, uh, you're going to get a bunch of surreal images and maybe that's a good thing. Who knows till next time. Peace. previously on so many different animation styles
Well, this one, well, there's Moy, so that's just their stuff. There's, uh, oh, who the hey did the library? I think it was JM. I think so. Yes, yes, it was, because the next episode after that was The Desert, and that was uh, DR Movie. This looks like some DR Movie. Maybe, yeah, maybe DR Movie stopped after a bit, and they just went with Moy instead. Maybe. Ew, I, I, I shrug. 